right. Hello, hello. And welcome to the research, Chuck. Today, we're going to be chatting about Lost Omens World Guide. Uh, I'm Jessica Peters, and I'm joined by my illustrious co-hosts. Rachel Sandage. And Ross Goggin. Hello. All right. So, yeah, today we're talking about the World Guide. It's a little bit of an oldie, I guess. (laughs) It's been out a few months at this point. I mean, as far as Pathfinder 2E is concerned, I guess. Oldie. It's Oldie like a year old now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Strange. <laughs> About-ish. But yeah, so uh, yeah, just like normal, um, if you have any questions, throw them up in the chat. Uh, we'll do our best to either answer them when they make sense or answer them at the end. We also gathered a bunch of questions before we started, and uh, we'll get to those as well. Um Otherwise, I think that we have to essentially issue just the world's largest spoiler warning because this book is full of them, full of first edition spoilers. So if you're going to play any first edition adventure path and you care about spoilers, you may not want to be a part of this just because we're going to try our best. But uh, there Mm. are things that might spoil things we haven't even heard of. So yeah, I I avoided several large sections of this book because of the spoilers. Sorry, Ross. No, you're fine. It's uh, broken up into sections. So we will try to let you all know when we're coming up on something potentially for a specific adventure path. But again, there's a lot here that, you know, maybe isn't an adventure path we haven't played or read yet. So just be aware of that as well. Or it may be something in society and we haven't, I haven't played Mm. a lot of first edition society. So Mm. yeah, all of that to say there's a billion spoilers. So, uh, you know, beware, hold on to your butts, (laughs) hold on to your butts. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I guess, you know, let's start at the beginning, which is the overview chapter. Uh, which is essentially, uh, here's what this world is, and here's all these places. Yep, and yep. they've added this nifty, well, I guess, the, I think it might have been in the Inner Sea Guide too, but there's a uh, essentially a Galarian timeline that goes through what each age was and what kind of the major, the and what the major events were and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of nice. It's like bullet points almost. Yeah, the main world events that I think most folks would at least be aware of, if not necessarily knowledgeable about. So, you know, uh, (laughs) because not everybody's like, oh, yeah, ancient Thassalon. I know all about that. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I I liked having the timeline kind of sprinkled throughout, but I would have almost liked it in its own section as well to have Mm. it have it all in one place. Just, you know, for, you know the layman like me who doesn't necessarily dive into the laurel that often be like, Oh, okay. I can just look at it real quickly without having to know which section it is, you know, know. that's fair. Although, I mean, this major one is it's kind of spread across the entire overview with, uh, what are those things called margins and the margins. (laughs) And it has the names of the months and the years and how time works and kind of, yeah. All of that, you know, good stuff that's helpful when you're going to sit down and actually start, you know, yeah. playing this game. And yeah, hints about regions <laughs> outside of the inner sea as well. So very mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it does. Um, the map in here still is the inner sea mostly. But mm-hmm. if you're interested in some of the other places, they at least get a full paragraph write up, which is nice. Like even yeah. Sarusan gets a full paragraph. <laughs> yeah. More than I knew yeah. about it going in. So. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely true. true. Sarasan is a giant mystery. Mm-hmm. 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 Wrapped in an enigma. Wrapped yes. in wrapping. Uh, wrapped in wrapping paper. paper. Of 
Yes. Ready to be unwrapped. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know if there was anything else specifically anybody wanted to talk about in here. I know that um, they changed how the map works. So instead mm. of each country, um, the countries are still on there, but the lines aren't drawn. It's instead done by regions, which they've named kind of thematically, which sometimes yeah. confuses me about where, where certain ones go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a learning curve. I think overall, though, it makes it kind of more accessible um, yeah. just because it's like it's it's, you know, you drop an atlas in front of somebody and go, OK, here's all the countries and, you know, like Asia, yeah. learn them all. And it's like uh, or, you know, you're just like, OK, well, here's some regions. Here's some stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just seems to be more. Yeah. more seems a bit gl- more thematic. Yeah. Yeah. Easier to yeah, grasp. Yeah. yeah. Which, if you're looking down at it, like there's some terms like the Golden Road, kind of makes me think of the Silk Road, and so you can kind yeah. of think somatically about what that place might be before mm-hmm. you know anything about it. Which, yeah, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, Any so last thoughts on the overview? Speaking of visuals, I just want to take a quick moment uh, for a shout out for the cover um, oh, yeah. because yeah. it is amazing. I love this artwork, uh, especially since you know we've got uh, Valeros and Sila there. But we also have our new friend, um, the new iconic uh, alchemist, getting ready to <laughs> yeah. uh, boldly run away, um, which is amazing. I love it. So, Sometimes you got to run away. For all we know, he dropped a bomb and is trying to escape the blast. It's a tactical retreat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's using a step action. It's tactical. <laughs> yes. yes. Absolutely 100% tactical. Exactly. That, that's what I'm going with. Uh, Anyway, I just had to uh, shout it out because yeah, I love anything that has seal in it as well because she's awesome. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair. And then, of course, uh, when you get into the chapters, the chapters are all laid out with this really cool. I'm going to see if I can show yes. it. The chart. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the chart is very cool because yeah. it includes like the nation itself, of course, all the different types of people there and languages and factions. But the coolest yeah. part to me is the resources, because yes. that's one of those like little detailed things that you can really draw on if you're mm-hmm. if you're making a character or if you're running a game like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a lot of sheep here. So maybe they wear a lot of wool. <laughs> yeah. Sheep's a good source of food. Yeah. They eat a lot of mutton and yeah, that yeah, type of thing. But I've never had mutton, I don't think. But anyway. Nor have I. Anyway, I can't remember. I mean, I've had haggis, but I don't think that's the same. That's sheep's <laughs> liver. No, stomach. Yeah. Something. Some sort of I don't squishy know. We had that when we were in Scotland. It was surprisingly uh. not bad. Hmm. Hmm. So even I, mean, I the pickiest person Scotland, in the world, I, I, I will always shout out Scotland. Wasn't it uh, fried? It was fried haggis. <laughs> Anything fried is good. Like That's just a tenet of the south. It was really cool because it was in this, and people from Scotland may know this place, but it was in Edinburgh, and it was a an old bank that had been converted into a restaurant. And it was that's really cool. cool. So anyway. I was like when the priests of Caden take over a former Abadarian establishment. Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. I want to see this happen in an adventure. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened, you know. <laughs> Somewhere. Ah, uh, man. All right. Well, uh, first up is Absalom and the Starstone Isle, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, Absalom became more than just like one city on a piece of land. It's now there's a bunch of stuff on that isle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there always I, was, cool. but it was never emphasized like at all. So, mm. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I d- and I like, you know, they even included the the other isle, the Isle of Aaron. Mm-hmm. 
Haran. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, very cool. Sorry, Rachel. There's a lot what was of that? Neat things. Uh, I was going to say, I uh, when I was reading this chapter and I saw the Shadow Wars section, I was like, mm. oh, this is Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> uh, there was uh, there's like a lot of conniving going on. Um, mm. I I actually also really liked, uh, I'd never heard of them before, the Aeon Towers or Eon Towers. Yeah, uh, I Aeon Towers. Aeon yeah. Towers. I really want that to be a plot hook. I don't know if it is a plot hook, but just the idea of them is kind of cool that they're, you know, they yeah. were created by Aridin to basically make the land awesome. And now that they're, they're like defunct, but I don't know if like they're defunct. Aren't they like a huge thing in Extinction Curse or something? I never, I don't I, know. I don't know. I honestly but, don't know. I've um, not played You know, chat, Curse. let us know. Yeah. yeah, but I just, I'd never really heard of them before. So that was really cool. And I hope, there's something True. with that. There's also a really cool, where is she? There's a really cool centaur lady in here. She's oh, like yeah. rad. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I, I wanted her to have a cool. name. She's just centaur. You can give her your <laughs> own name. She's adoptable. Jeez. I don't know if but, that's uh, probably probably not true. But well, you know, like you can adopt character art and then you pay uh, for it and then it's yours. That's oh okay. Uh, I meant that huh. kind of adoptable, not okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, she, um, I, I imagine a really cool name for her. All right, Luis in the chat, Luis Loza, that Luis says uh, right. they, they are part of Extinction Curse. So. Oh, okay. So another reason to play the circus themed thing. Well, I'm always, I am always down to play the circus themed stuff. I freaking love it. So it's true. It's um, true. High school Rachel wore a lot of circus color type things like I red and black and stripies. Still and stuff. wear a lot of that. There's some Rachel lore for you. Let, let me put lore. it this way. I use Stitch Fix and I put in the little bio thing that I was like, if Tim Burton had a fashion line, I would wear it. Mm. That's, That's fair. That's what I described. That's fair. <laughs> anyway, like back to uh, what we're doing here in Absalom. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot of cool stuff in here. There's a, there's, I'm not going to just focus on art. Um, there's some cool <laughs> backgrounds. Uh, what backgrounds do ever, does everybody like? If you were going to play a background from Absalom, uh, which one are you going to pick? Oh, my gosh. What page are all those on? Because there were the, a lot. 22. 22. Uh, well, personally. Oh, I was almost there. Uh, I actually am a big fan of the Child of the Puddles. Um, ever uh, since I yes. read, read the first Absalom guide, I was like, the Puddles district is just so interesting to me. I love the Puddles. Um, the so, puddles are, I do like the Puddles. I, I mean, a lot of the Pathfinder Society scenarios I did play in first edition took place there too. So it's kind of like a like mm. home away from home for me almost. So I just Fair. like it. Uh, I actually have a society character who took uh, Diabelle Pearl Diver. Ooh. So she grew up diving for pearls and stuff. It hasn't come into play, although ocean lore is a big deal for her. Yeah. Nice. But uh, that's pretty fun. I, I like, I like, it's just, you know, I never would have thought about that on the, the Starstone Isle. Pearl I wouldn't diving. either. Yeah. But it, but it is, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I kind of like the Inlander one. Mm. Um, like mm. the idea of maybe creating a really cool ranger that, you know, mm. or a druid. Though it kind of lives off the land, I think that would be really neat. It's interesting. You could be that to centaur be... lady. I could yeah. be a centaur lady. That's right. Hey, when are the playable centaur races coming? Because that'd be cool. <laughs> right? You need a playable okay. centaur. Just putting that out there. Maybe in the ancestry guide or something, they'll have like a creature own mm, like, cool. ancestry thing. That, that would is be cool. fair. I d do have to point out that there's a menagerie dung sweeper, which is hilarious. <laughs> yes, I saw that one too. Yeah, that was also fun. <laughs> 
Just like, uh. it just, again, it just makes me think of that Simpsons episode with Bart having to shovel all the tiny horse poop. So that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the archetype uh, is the Pathfinder agent, um, yep. which is neat. You get some kind of Wayfinder stuff and some, they're very, I'm thinking about taking it for a Pathfinder Society character because that feels right, you know? But yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting. Very um, lore lore focused i would say i think it's very interesting too that like the abilities all really are like every aspect of the society your character is into mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. explore cooperate report like they yeah really spend a lot of time going hey you know like if you're a pathfinder agent and you're really into being a pathfinder agent like why yeah. wouldn't you be interested in all aspects of it so, and the art on true. this page like i love i i think she's supposed to be a halfling Judging by oh, the I'm feet. I'm finding her. She looks like a halfling because she's not wearing full shoes. Yeah, that's she what I was thinking. So. I'm pretty sure she's a halfling. Probably. And I she's very cool. love her look. Yeah. She's very like cool. the armor and everything. I'm just like, yes. And everybody, uh, at this point, a lot of people know I have a love of halflings. <laughs> Rachel does love halflings. That love is halflings. true. It's that true. is true. It's because in, in real life, I feel like a halfling because everyone I know is 5'11 and taller. And I'm only 5'4. Heather's <laughs> <laughs> not that tall. Yeah, Heather's so a halfling with tall me. Heather is. Yeah. She's my height. She's by four. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're the two little short ones, and y'all are always kind of like towering over hey. us. <laughs> I was always in the back of the photo line in class. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. always in the front. <laughs> well, goodness. Speaking of always being in the front, the Broken Lands? Ah, uh, yes. I don't, I so, don't know about front, but. <laughs> they're the second. That's at the beginning. I don't know. The Broken Lands, in this case, um, covers Mendev, Numeria, Brevoy, the River Kingdoms, Rasmarin, and the new region of the Sarkaris Scar. Which is so yeah. cool. Oh, um, Adventure Path with the demons and stuff. Wrath is of the spoiled. Righteous. Wrath of the Righteous is mm-hmm. spoiled here, just FYI. There are, there are spoilers <laughs> okay. for Wrath of the Righteous in this section. Um, we won't probably talk about it a lot, but um, just yeah. so you are aware. Yeah, but the very fact that that's called the Sarkor Scar is a spoiler. So yeah, um, okay. Anyway, yeah. Mm. it'll it'll be a while if ever I get to play that one. So I'm gonna play the CRPG. Yeah, the computer uh, okay. game's coming out. So <laughs> I can do that. All, the, eh. All right. So there's a lot of cool stuff in this section. This is one of those yeah. areas mm. that I always forget exists. Um, <laughs> although Sarkoris is really cool, I keep making characters from Sarkoris because they have all sorts of interesting like deities and like things and so it's yeah. a cool region um but i think my favorite thing from this chapter is this uh this rumor it's oh. a pretty cool rumor um so in rasmarin Define apparently cool, cool <laughs> there's peace with the tyrant oh also spoiler for i guess tyrant's grasp well <laughs> a lot of things the tyrant's free yeah <laughs> He's kicking around again. Oh, no. That guy's yeah. out. Um, yeah. So anyway, but uh, Rasmaran has this piece. The rumor is, I'm going to read the line from the book. Rumors persist that Rasmaran is donating its dead to the Whispering Tyrant's armies in exchange for safety from the undead horde. That's I'm, horrifying. I, I don't uh, uh, disbelieve it. <laughs> Well, it goes on to say, like, they have work camps, and so people die from there all the time, and nobody, people don't even view their dead because there's a lot of taboos around the uncleanliness of dead bodies and stuff. But, like, yeah, of course, a bunch of necromancers would be like, give me your dead people. 
Yeah. The sad <laughs> part is, is it doesn't dead. surprise me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So. If somebody told me Rasmurin is, is, you know, depositing the dead uh, for the spring time, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. And in other news, <laughs> water's wet. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you like, want from me. Of course me. he is. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was my God. biggest uh, my biggest takeaway. Anybody have anything else they want to bring up specifically? So, um, oh, sorry, go no, for no, it. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say real quick, and I know that um, we may have talked about this briefly in the Legends one. If you have listened to that already, um, and if you have, I apologize for the repeat here. But Kevith Cole looks like he's going to be a thing at some point. Um, mm. They're talking a lot about how he's kind of getting back into the swing of, you know, being in charge of stuff around Numeria. So I'm actually very True. interested to see where that goes. Oh, speaking of Numeria. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is an awesome piece of art. Uh, just a barbarian fighting robots. It's really rad. Yeah. <laughs> With a cool tech sword. Yeah. Tech sword. Right. It's true. There's also, I mean, Bravois here. Bravois always kind of interesting. She have the duelists mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, I was gonna say I was looking at the duelist and art. All is usually um, uh, is awesome for this one. Uh, but just kind of looking at the different, uh, like the de- the Arl- eh, Aldori. Is it Aldori or Aldori? Aldori, yeah. Aldori mm-hmm. uh, duelist dedication just looks really cool. And I just like. <laughs> The repost, like I just, I really want to make a duelist. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty sweet archetype. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. The first time I read it, I was like, that is, that is some awesome right there. True, it's got a lot. I like an archetype that gives me a lot of actions and reactions. Like, yeah, my favorite part of second edition is reactions. I love the the Jesus out of them, and so mm. having something that gives me reactions makes me very happy. Yeah, because yeah, the reactions kind of replaced attack of opportunity. I mean, you can still get attack of opportunity, but it. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it gives more options. Yeah, well, in, yeah. in my opinion. Well, in many cases, it takes over for the immediate action that used to be, but it yeah. makes a lot more sense because um, immediate actions are always yeah. like, okay, so I used one. So what does that mean for like next? Do I not get one again? Next? How does that? Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. it was just always confusing. People yeah, that's had a hard true. time with that. So, that is yeah. fair. I um, love the reaction, though. Good stuff. You know, I mean, this is kind of the... We've got Rasmurin, of course. We've got the River Kingdoms. We've got... Mm-hmm. This is like the 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 area of misfit toys. It's just got a bunch yeah. of... Ra- like, there's like the sci-fi things shoved in there. and So it's kind of an area that has a lot of real random stuff squished together. But that's kind of why it's fun, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a little chaotic, but in a good way. It's broken, one might say. <laughs> yeah, a little broken, yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, backgrounds. What are we picking here? Who's going to pick what for the backgrounds? Okay. Uh, I, um, where did it go? Oh, crap. Oh, I actually got a kick out of the aspiring river monarch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I'm heard about that other guy. Temporarily embarrassed <laughs> king. Yeah, uh, just that's fair. It just amuses me because, like, this you have this probably this like person that grew up in the River Kingdoms and is like, you know what, things are changing all the time here. I bet I could run a River Kingdom. <laughs> I'm just getting Zap Brannigan, except you know, like River King. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, so. Ross, what do you think? Uh, you know, I honestly just like the Wonder Taster yeah. because it's hilarious. <laughs> um, That's what I was going to pick. 
Yeah. <laughs> I just, the line in here, having once sampled Numerian fluids, like, you've tasted uh, knowledge beyond comprehension. Are you sure that's what it was? <laughs> you must have rolled well on the chart because you could have also died. So. You could have also died. How much radiation did you just ingest? Well, you know, what is radiation? <laughs> Depends. How much does it take to glow at night? Uh, a lot. Oh, oh no, that's not good. <laughs> probably too much. Then yeah. I think. I mean, if you're glowing, you're you're you were probably near Chernobyl. Oh no, <laughs> you've grown a you third a arm due to deadly radiation. Anyway, um, yeah. sorry, Fallout. Woo. There are worse things to have than a third arm. You know, that's true. Yeah. Might be useful. There um, are definitely I, things be. I wouldn't want to have three of. I mean, it, if it's mm. a functional arm, maybe. Mm. I mean, otherwise. So if it's a stigial arm, it's still a fun party trick. True. <laughs> and then you can say, like, if you have to bargain with a witch in the woods or something, you can be like, I'll give you my arm. And then you can give her your little <laughs> arm. What will it you know, cost you? Like, <laughs> an arm. Yeah, oh, you okay, give them cool. your extra arm. You have a spare. <laughs> sure. Been why looking not? to get rid of this for a while. <laughs> oh Let's God. do it. Yeah. Exactly. That's ter- that's I'm not two handed, I'm actually three. Uh, it's very cool. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move <laughs> to the next. Uh, yeah, let's go on and move on. Wonder Taster was mine too, so oh, I'm just okay. gonna. Yeah, uh, of course it was. Um, of course, I have dread. Oh, what a geez. pleasant sounding place. It's you know? wonderful. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it has my favorite place. Like Heather has her Nidal. I love me my Ustalov. Yeah, That's we all fair. have a soft spot for that place. <laughs> I do love Ustalov. Yep, yep. So, so, I mean, obviously, uh, the Eye of Dread is going to include the Gravelands. Yep. Um, oh, again. Um, spoiler Grasp, for Tyrant's Grasp, yes. Spoilers. Um, Ustalov, Belkzin, Nermathis, the New Kingdom of Oprok, and Multhoon. Oh, Oprok's uh, Hobgoblin Adventure yep. Path spoiler. Yeah, that is... I think um, just, there's a giant spoiler tag on this whole video. Well, we did just, that, but we're trying to be nice. <laughs> I can't Gee, remember. Iron Fang Invasion. There ah, we go. Yes, I kept thinking Giant Slayer, and I was like, that's not right. Yeah, They're not no. giants. Yeah, Giant Slayer takes place around that area. It's around like <laughs> Belkson and all that, I believe. I mean, so. yeah, okay. Yeah. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so those are the places there. Um, you know, I mean, some countries kind of disappeared, like Last Wall. Rest but in peace. Vigil, Vigil is apparently in yeah. Ustalov now. Oh. According to this map. It's like interesting. So interesting. it's interesting because Vigil itself, the implication seems to be it is not what it was. Mm. So, okay. uh, um, I mean, yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out what that means eventually. <laughs> um, like in a, f- a few years, <laughs> eh, somewhere in there. Um, but the uh, main thing, too, is that there's also a major change to uh, Gallo Spire. Um, I don't know if you'd read about the Gallo Garden. Um, I, I saw that on the map, and I but I didn't get a chance to read up on it. I, yeah. yeah, it's in Ustalov, but it's not in Gravelands. But I didn't get to read mm. too deeply into that one piece. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's basically like after the tyrant left, which we've already discussed. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently that's what happened to his old pad is it's now overgrown mm-hmm. with like lots of Awful strange stuff, sure. vegetation and like terrible. Is it like the poison garden in England? <laughs> it's probably Maybe. worse than that. To be well, honest. I mean, it's probably yeah. like that just, just like, turned up to 11. 
Yeah. Sentient I mean, you remember Gallows Fire. Hungry, I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're all like, so. we've been there. We got that postcard. Yeah, we did. <laughs> got the t-shirt. Freaking banshee whale. Went anyway. to Gallows Fire yeah. and all I got was this crappy t-shirt. It's true. Um, also interesting, the Knights of Awesome are now called the Knights of Last Wall. They mm-hmm. got like a name change, which is interesting. I don't yeah. know why they got a name change, but it's interesting. Um, I'm sure I we'll think find out. It's primarily seems to be tied to a change of scope for them. So, yeah, Um, I don't want to go too far into it, but like, yeah, they're they're, They've basically changed focus to something else entirely. Mm. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. And then Arasni is in here. She's a patron of the abused and broken, which commanding makes her, sense. Yep, commanding her followers to survive at all costs and to never forget those who have hurt or abandoned them. And I love her outfit. Yeah, she's just, feisty, and I like her a lot. Pretty cool looking. So she looks very different too from previous mm, um, yeah. depictions of her in art. So eh, I'm doing it. Oh, wrong way. Oh. <laughs> it's all good. Kind of. And she has purple but. hair, which mine is not quite purple right now, but it was that shade. Ah, it is purple. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm colorblind, so sometimes oh. it's hard for me to tell. Um, <laughs> we that's some Ross lore for you. Ross lore, <laughs> not Ross lore. Ross lore. <laughs> I don't know. And then the last thing I'll bring up is uh, I think it's forty two, page forty two. They they kind of have a little section on Fay bargains, and they uh, give yeah, a little he's... like some mm. examples of how those might work, which I find very fun because. Hey, I just feel like we never like encounter enough Faye. Yeah. Like, who mm. is it? Neil Spicer. Somebody really loves Faye and they always have Faye in everything they write. Yeah, I, I love I mean, Spicer Faye. was responsible for a lot of Faye and um, Kingmaker. So, yeah, I could totally believe mm. that. Well, didn't he do like the, 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 the feast of the. Oh. The bee wedding. The bee- Realm oh. of the Fell Knight Queen? Yes, that one. I believe that was him, yes. <laughs> the Which bee was wedding, really obviously. fun. The bee we, wedding, we played yeah. through that one. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, was fun. Obviously, I'm one. calling it the bee wedding. Uh, I should be in charge of naming things. <laughs> it's like the bee movie, but queen, people get married. Bee wedding. The bee wedding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, does anybody so, else have any cool stuff from, from this section? No, you stole mine because mine was oh, the Faye one, too. Because oh. I, I have a Faye obsession in general. And I just, because I'm just like, that is where some stuff can go seriously wrong. Like, if you read old folk tales of. Deals with the fate, that is some dangerous territory. I'd rather have Ron Lundine on my corner if I try to go into that, you know? Right. <laughs> Since we recently found out he is, in fact, an actual lawyer. Yes. So it's, it's like, true. oh, cool. Although I feel uh, like he'd be more helpful dealing with devils, like that style of contract, because fate are chaotic. They're tricky. Too, so. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. A lawyer would be helpful. If I was going to do it, which frankly is a bad idea, but if I was going <laughs> to do it anyway, I'd like to have him along for the ride. So if he's willing, you know, I mean, it, yeah. It, I don't know if either one of you guys ever uh, played The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. I have not. Um, did you no. get to play the... Uh, well, there's the DLC with Gontaro Dim. And I feel I like... I haven't played that much oh, of it. Oh, okay. Um, for any of our listeners who have, that's kind of how I feel about the Fae Bargains, where y- if you've played it, you have this very chaotic character who is really just twisting your words. Gotcha. And that's what I feel like the Fae Bargains are going to be. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's going to be... That's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, one thing I That's wanted fair. to 
quickly mention too is the Isle of Terror. Oh yeah. Um, since this region does encompass Lake and Carthen and the island in the middle of it, known as the Isle of Terror. Um, it is one of the strongholds of Tarbafon, um, yep. the Tarby. whispering tyrant. Yes, good old Tarby, Tarby, as he likes to be called. Um, yeah, didn't you know? Yeah, I'm sure he loves that. Uh, good old Tarby. <laughs> yeah, just go go up to him and call him Tarby. I'm sure he'll I'm be gonna, happy to. I'm gonna. My, yeah. my character is gonna go right up to him and be like, "What up, Tarby?" Heather's going to throw a glove and you're going to call him Tarby. And then the rest of us are going to run. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to see what's uh, how that works out, be sure to subscribe to our Please Patreon so you can listen to, to, Tyrant's Gra- <laughs> to our Tyrant's Grasp Adventure Path because that might actually happen. Uh, the glove thing, for I mean, sure. Actually, no, it'll probably all happen. Yeah, probably. I don't I don't know if it'll be my character that calls him Tarby, but... Elsa will call him Tarby. Elsa this is a thing that will occur. Tarby. Anyway, we're not talking about Tyrant's Grasp now. But uh, yeah, no, Lake and Carthen and the Isle of Terror. The Isle of Terror is, um, frankly, just sounds horrifying. I mean, admittedly, that's the goal, I assume. But (laughs) I mean, all of these traps around. It's really interesting, though, that most of them were designed in the heyday of Arden being alive. Mm -hmm. So I have to wonder if like some of them are specific to like, you know, I'm going to really mess with Arden. And it's like, oh. Somebody came along and they're not Arden. I don't know what to do now. Um, I mean, I'm sure some of them will work just fine too, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. Power word kill if Arden steps within five feet of it or something. Oh, if they're too specific. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, cause screw that guy in particular. Um, fair, fair. Anyway. Yeah, uh, let's see. But I'm interested to see more about that. I hope they go into it at some point. Oh, speaking of Gallo Garden, it does have really cool art. Oh yeah. I was just looking at that. Mm. I'm really bad at showing the art. Everything is like <laughs> slightly reversed. There we go. Yeah. I don't know why, but it makes me think of legend. Yeah. I was like, that'd be a cool place to like be from and just be a real creepy druid that like mm. is a little twisted, but like not fully evil, you know, just real weird. Yeah. Like you're trying to fix it. And of course the esoteric order is mentioned fun. as well, which is always interesting mm. to me. I yeah. do like to see what they're up to. Yeah. Um, I was a little sad that, the esoteric order wasn't a uh, prestige class, and it was instead the last wall century, which I get. Yeah. It makes sense, yeah. but yeah. I like the order. <laughs> See, I, I actually like the last wall century, but then again, it is like basically, you know, Ross the dedication. So yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, all the stuff I like to do is in here, including like resistances and like saving people and all that fun stuff. So yeah. they should have just uh, cl- in your books, everyone, cross out last wall century and put. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe don't do that. I don't know. <laughs> if you do it and take a picture of it and send it to us, I'm sure it would make our day. It would. It would definitely right. make my day. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. What's All your right. dedication, Ross? What? <laughs> yeah, no. uh, All right. All right. Are we, are okay, we so backgrounds. Yeah, that's fun. Let's do it. Okay, uh, because I, I am obsessed with Usulov, the fashion, the schools, everything, just because mm-hmm. it fits my fancy. I like the Ustalovic academic background mm, because I have one. like so many, like I even have characters from 1E that I'm like, I could have given this to. And so I definitely want to create a character with that. Fair, fair. Ross, what do you got? So I went back and forth for a while. Um, one of them I think is fairly obvious, you know, something that I would like to play, but honestly, I kind of like the Belkson Slayer. 
just because I'm really interested with what they're doing with Belkson as it goes forward. They're like this sort of anti-tyrant like force that's building up. And I'm very interested to see how it goes. Which I do kind of like the idea of it being like the orcs that fix the problem because so often Mm. orcs are the problem. So it would be nice if it was like humans have tried, elves have tried, dwarves have tried. Like now it's time for orcs to like, just let's figure this out. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Mount his head on a pike because, you know. Obviously. And like keep a little fake version of his head that we carry around. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, what's his name? The white hair. I'm really bad at names. Um, Ardak, I believe. It's Ardak or Adric. Ardax. He's in here on the side. Yes. Ardax, yes. Overlord Ardax, the white hair. Yep. <laughs> um, I would I think that the Whispering Way Scion is interesting if you decide mm. to be like ex Whispering Way, like your parents were Whispering Way and you were like F off and you ran away. Yeah. That'd be kinda cool. Because then yeah. you know a lot about them and you could be doing a whole like the runaways thing where you're trying to take down your parents' faction. Oh so it's yeah. kind of cool. So that's yeah. that's what I got on that. That'd be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so we talked about the archetype, or not the archetype, yeah, archetype, that's the right word. Yep. Prestige class archetype, I'm real bad at words. Yeah, I mean, they fulfill much the same purpose at any rate. Mm-hmm. And now we'll move to uh, the Golden Road. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rachel, tell us what's in the Golden Road. <laughs> uh, right now I have a golden cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, not a golden road. I actually didn't read this section because I knew there were mummy's mask spoilers. Well, yeah, but just tell us what countries are there. Oh, um, you got Katapesh, Osirian, Kadira, Rahadum, and Thuvia. Mm-hmm. Thuvia. 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 Yeah, obviously Rachel and I didn't read the mummy's mask, or sorry, the Osirian section. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and huge major spoiler alert, one of the subheadings is spoiler. So, like, yeah. if you're interested in the conclusion of Mummy's Mask, maybe don't read that uh, yet. Don't even try to skim it, because that burned me a little bit. Yeah. Oh. Subheading. I was yeah. just reading subheadings, because I was like, that would be safe. No. Yeah, Not see, safe. I skipped the whole section, because you'd put a Not note safe. about spoilers. So, I was like, all right, mm. skip. Yeah. <laughs> but Ross can tell us what's in there, uh, without super spoiling it for us, hopefully. Oh, yeah. No, I won't. Um <laughs> I mean, really, the interesting thing is that um, at the very least, the the sections that it goes into for from the adventure path, it kind of gives you a summary of how things end up working out. Mm. Uh, so that way, if you want to run a game in that area post the adventure path, you at least even without having the books, you have kind of like a, a highlights of what the most important changes are. Um, mm. Which I think is very useful for GMs who are like, wow, Osirian's really cool. I really don't want to run Mummy's Mask, but I'd love to run something in there. Like, what do I do? You know? Right. So I think yeah. that that's a really interesting, um, really interesting section. And of course, basically, it, it kind of goes into a lot of stuff where it's like, okay, so here's some fallout. Here's some stuff that happened. And it's like, yeah, if you're playing Mummy's Mask, yeah, that's going to be a huge spoiler. But yeah. Mm-hmm. It's stuff you really need to know if you're actually doing anything in the region, though. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. I I also really – I always thought that Rahadum was really interesting because mm-hmm. it's a world where there is, like, literal proof that there are gods. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> this is, like, a defiant choice not to follow them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to thinking, like – you know, we as adventurers, we always think about like, well, you need somebody to heal you, like blah, blah. Well, first of all, second edition has a lot more uh, non-magical options. healing yeah. options. But mm. 
the other thing is like how many commoners could really afford to find healing anyway like if if it costs three gold to get yourself healed or whatever yeah most people can't just afford that no yeah and it's really one of those like you know certainly there are going to be some more charitable face than others but Mm -hmm. even then it's like you know there's still going to be a limited access to to priests of faith that are willing to work with people that don't have a lot of money. Not yeah. all of them yeah. can just be like, Oh yeah, no, we'll waive the fee. <laughs> Abaddon. It, al- <laughs> it also actually uh, um, makes me think of, was it Paizocon three years ago? And Jess hmm. and I, you and I went to that panel about world religions. Oh yeah. And in, it talked about how, in a major city, in a, in a temple where you have the priests and whatnot, how they worship a deity versus how someone in a small rural village worships a deity are vastly different. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, you know, that's something to keep in mind that while certain people may be seeing proof of divinity all the time, you may have these areas where it's like, nope, they've never seen proof mm. of the divine. It's true. And I, I think that's really important to keep in mind. That is true. Because, like, I pray to Rast all the time. He's never done anything for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you do go down that route, uh, there's a cool feat in here called Godless Healing that lets you get an additional five hit points um, yeah. when you use battle medicine. So yeah. it's kind of like just doing a heal spell, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And then um, Thuvia is, I think, a very useful section. I'm very glad just because it does uh, detail a lot more about Thuvia and what they're about. Yeah. Um, Which, again, like there have been mentions of them before, but it's been a relatively. Yeah, it really is. Um, But uh, it's been a uh, really like just sparsely populated area as far as, you know, like. Uh, books that deal with it yeah um so it's really interesting to see like their economy is based pretty much exclusively on the sun orchid elixir like they literally don't have anything else and like well when we talked about um oh gosh what's the gentleman who uh, who arcus yes um oh yeah yeah yes Arcus last name. Uh, Arcus McMahon. <laughs> can't remember it. Oh, Wait, it's in here. It's Artokus Curon. Uh, there we go. There it is. Yeah. yeah. In Legends. Because his mm-hmm. little familiar taught his class for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I do like that very much. Yeah. And of course, Katapesh. Um, interesting place as well. They've only Always. had one adventure path so far there. so And it's pretty good. So It's yeah, a good one. Legacy of Fire, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But I'm interested to see them revisit that area at some yeah. point. I think it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It was our first adventure pass at Sans Ross. Um, yeah. But uh, oh, well, it, yeah. it is still, I think, my favorite that we played. Mm. Oh, that's one. hard. I don't even want to get into that conversation. <laughs> but it yeah, is we'd good. be here it, for it the was, rest of the night. I think it, it, it also has that nostalgia factor. So, Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. That does help. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Sudi can finally exist in second edition. There's Catfolk and there's the Living Monolith. So yep. here we go. Hey. Here we go. And um, I'm trying to think of, uh, I don't know that archety- or I don't know that prestige class that well in first edition, but it seems mm. like there's some of the same stuff. You, uh, you know, you get the costume, you get um, the stone blood kind of mm-hmm. things. It's interesting because uh, at 14th, your 14th level feet option is uh, stone communion. So you can speak Terran. Yeah. 
which is kind of neat. That's you can do stone tell. I like that. Well, so. being able to embiggen for, you know, 10 <laughs> minutes is no <laughs> slouch either. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the technical term. Mm-hmm. Embiggen, obviously. Embiggen, yeah. yeah. So go ahead and find anything that says enlarge person, cross it out, write embiggen. Right, uh-huh. Just um, all I these guess. edits, Paizo. Know, we need gosh. you to know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, backgrounds. Okay, so now we're from this region. What backgrounds are we going to pick? So this might be too on the nose, but uh, I love the mummy. And when I saw the Osirianologist, I was like, oh my gosh, I could make an Eevee character and it would be wonderful. But You definitely could. But yeah, that one just jumped out at me because it brought back my childhood. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I was playing Sagira, I would have Black Market Smuggler, which is here. But Mm. the one that I really like is Purveyor of the Ah, Bazaar. Yeah, see, that was the one if I didn't pick Osirianologist. You dealt with a bunch of weird stuff your whole life. And so you're pretty good at finding it. You're like the merchant from Aladdin. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Come on down. Stop on by. Sorry. Personally, uh, Thuvian Unifier for me. I'm mm. always interested in uh, backgrounds that kind of like try to make big changes in the in the campaign setting just because that tends to be the type of character I tend to play. Yeah. Um, and I just think uh, Thuvia is a very interesting region. So. It is. Yeah, very much It'd be so. cool if there was some stuff there. Yeah. Looking Wait. at y'all, Paizo. Paizo. <laughs> All right. Now we get to maybe one of the best uh, chapter <gasps> pieces of art in this whole book oh my gosh yes for the high seas i laughed mm. out loud literally it is an orca crashing through a boat <laughs> that is a druid's animal companion i guarantee you <laughs> yeah uh, it's yeah. wonderful and you know orcas would do that if they could they're kind of jerks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> any animal that eats seals is kind of a jerk yeah well, they do okay you heard it here first path folk Orcas kind of jerks. <laughs> you know, we're just letting you know, so you yeah. don't. Uh, so you don't. Druid fact. Druid fact. I'm not gonna lie. My, my opinion might be a little bit skewed just because I watched uh, Round Planet. Oh uh, wait, we must tell them what is in the high seas region. Yes. Hermia, the shackles, mm-hmm. Men, Mendogatti, Mendogatti. Am I, am I saying that? Medio Galti. Medio Galti. And the Mordant Spire. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of oceans. Yeah, and then water. This is the water world area. There's an ironbound archipelago as well. (laughs) Yes, Kevin Costner is just swimming around everywhere. He's a a gilman. Yes, yes, yes. He is, literally. Yes, he is. He is, literally. You're not Pe- wrong. People knock me for loving that movie, but you know when the ice caps melt and this turns into Waterworld, I'm gonna have something to to, to fall back on. Would you fall like to on. have gills? If you have gills. You no longer need lungs, right? <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> All right. So yeah, lots of cool stuff happening in the in the high seas. Lots of pirates and assassins, and you know, brave and daring people. Mm. Um, but. The Iram image, there's so many good images in this section. I think it might be because I love oceans. Yeah. Um, this image of, let me see if I can get it in frame nicely. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so you've got some aquatic elves and they're little, they look kind of like trilobites or something. But it's wearing a scarf. I know. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> 
So anyway, that image, I was like, I need to be from Irem. I don't know what Irem mm. is or how that works, but let me read this book and find out. And so <laughs> the only thing I was sad about it is I was like, of all these aquatic oh, creatures, Aslan has spoilers here. Yeah. And I, yes. I wanted to see an octopus in this picture. Oh, that's true. I, that that's was, a real miss. That was the only thing because I was like, octopi have like communities and they're like little houses and stuff here. I was like, it only makes sense. Then an octopus would be here. Yeah, they have some manta rays and stuff, but yeah, there's there's no no and there's no garden, like no octopus's garden. Unfortunate. It said we got big bug things, <laughs> maybe crab things. I don't know. I do love this picture though. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. And then there's Hermea, who's always it's always kind of a weird place because there's like this weird eugenics experiment being done. Yeah, and it's yep. kind of morally gray because everybody's treated really nicely but it's still breeding people to try to make people really perfect and yeah be a cool adventure to kind of be yeah. in hermia as their starting point and stuff you know um i also just want to give a quick shout out again to the eye of abendigo i know it's been there for mm. you know yeah uh the entirety of the pathfinder line so far but it is interesting um, just how much the setting like drives home what a big deal Arden was and what a big deal him dying was for the entirety of the setting. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's not really a spoiler. That literally happened like a hundred years ago. Before so. it started. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's just it, it is interesting that that ten, that seems to be the plot point that just it, it's like um it's like having a plot centric character who, as long as they're alive, everything's fine. And most stories would just keep them alive and just going, you know what? Nah, he's been gone for, you know, centuries now. Yeah. Um, or a That's century, true. but yeah, decades, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a kind of an interesting touch point, the whole setting, or at least thus far, a lot of the setting revolves around this one deity. Although I guess there aren't that many other deities that have just died. That we know I mean, of, right? Not that we're that important. A couple have, but was like a long time before this happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't think it, none, none with the Im the same impact. Yeah. No. So. Which is kind of interesting. I mean, and of course, you know, Akakak and Besmar are mentioned in mm -hmm. here. And mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of information about the Shackles and the Mordant Spire Elves, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. That part, um, with that whole section was pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of a lot of kind of scheming and like secretive nature types down here and in, in this yeah. area. Well, and that's the problem is that the Warden Spire Elves are basically like, why did you dig it up? It was underwater <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to keep it from you for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stupid humans. We like to meddle. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty that's good at that. Pretty much how I feel elves always feel about humans, where they're <laughs> yeah. just like. Oh. <laughs> like, it's like not again. Uh, we just cleaned that <laughs> up. Can you just let it stay there for like five minutes? <laughs> the answer is no. And then, yeah, exactly. So, Irem, I learned it's an undersea realm, but it is um, it's a bunch of aquatic elves who mostly only talk to the Morden Spire elves. It's got like giant vertical kelp forests and mm -hmm. like Those it's complete. Cool. It's very cool. It's very neat. Very I would definitely want to live slash visit there. Yeah, the art of the float is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, you get the Red Mantis Assassin, which I'm sure a lot of people are excited about. Yep. Yeah. 
It is the mainstay of the setting. Um, I do like its translation here. I think that, I mean, I don't think it does anything necessarily new, but it does what it did before, which is yeah. give you awesome choices and abilities that most assassins wouldn't have. So. And you yeah. can still turn into a big bug, so that's what matters. Yep. <laughs> and you can do your dance. Yeah, yep. do, your, do your bug dance. Mm-hmm. Bug dance. <laughs> um, also, there's a very cool piece of art of a mer person. Yeah. yeah, with the background. Which is neat. Yeah. Oh, did I even cut their head off? Maybe. No. All right. <laughs> but yes, very neat. Okay, so now, what shall we? What shall our backgrounds be if we were from this region? <laughs> I would be the undersea enthusiast. Undersea? Ah, oh, you're still mine. You stole it. <laughs> That's fine. I'll think of a new one. You go, Ross. Uh, I like uh, press ganged personally. Just oh, like nice. I didn't ask for this. Why? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I also I really like the Herman uh, expatriate because yeah. mm. you essentially were like, "Bye," which yeah, is kind of like, fun. Y'all suck. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. neat. But yeah, lots lots of good stuff there, especially if you're into the more watery, uh, mm-hmm. watery, sure, watery uh, themes. <laughs> If, if you're into, I mean, like, I high am. seas adventure, pirates, privateers, or even just, like, you know... Liquids. Or if you just like liquids. <laughs> um, Hopefully they're not like the Numerian liquids. No, no, these oh, are just water. <laughs> you shouldn't drink it because it's salty. But. And you will dehydrate and die. <laughs> well, yeah, Anywho. but at least it's not going to radiate you, probably. I mean, True. it depends. Uh, It'll take longer, probably. Yay, yay, yay. Sure. And then we get to my favorite section, the Impossible Lands, Impossible. Uh, which includes Nex, Manaway, Skeb, and Jalmeray. Jalmeray is kind of a weird addition to the Impossible Lands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this section is super fun. Obviously, Magic. Uh, Alkinstar yeah. as well. Yes, Alkinstar as well. Yes, yes, Alkinstar in the Mana Wastes. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, so obviously I like this region a lot. Uh, Alkenstar was created, founded by a renegade engineer, which <laughs> yeah. just sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and if you look in here, let me find it. First of all, you have lots of gunslinger references in here, so you know for sure they're going to bring gunslingers back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was, again, a little surprised they didn't include them earlier, but whatever. Yeah, but next, I'm showing everybody this guy. Mm. Next, just looks so friendly. I know. Looks like a friendly guy. He does. I mean, he probably wasn't, but I mean, he seems kind of friendly from his art. He makes me think of Chewedle Edgy 4. Oh, Chewedle. He he reminds me of Chewedle. I don't understand that. Um, He's the actor from 12 Years a Slave. Uh, He was in Serenity. Um, He's been in a lot of stuff, but he's an amazing actor. Gotcha. And he just has a has a nice face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to business, I suppose. Uh, not just me tell you how nice and friendly <laughs> the pictures look. Yeah. Um, it starts with Geb. I had never read too much about Geb. Uh, I mean, Hollis obviously made some stuff up about Geb that is very wrong because I read this <laughs> section now. I mean, but that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I read, I, I was a little bit more informed after we did the last uh, research check because he was in there. Mm. Um, but there's, um, he's just kind of, I don't know, he strikes me as like a lazy guy who's just 
getting by and he's finally realizing he has to step up and do something. But okay, so <laughs> first of all, he obviously has this issue with Kenaton, Kenaton, I don't know, uh, in Osirian, but that Kenaton guy is literally described as a pious tyrant. Yeah. <laughs> the, the word choice in this book is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that like is so evocative. I know exactly when I think yep. of that guy, what to picture, mm-hmm. um, which I think is hilarious. That's, a, um, that's a good verbiage. But right I there. also, I'll read you a quote that I thought was important. Um, essentially, uh, Gavinex fight. That's not a spoiler. Lots of bad stuff happens. Yeah. Lots of people die, uh, and then. Anguished at the scope of the devastation, Geb animated all of the slain as a vast undead army, which he immediately sent marching north. So I I guess I had always just assumed that he killed everyone and made them undead immediately. But it seems like actually he was a guy and all of his fighter type people were just guys. And he turned to necromancy... I mean, he was a necromancer, yeah. but he did the raising of all of his armies and everybody being undead, like, because it because it made sense, almost? Well, because he couldn't deal with the destruction of his nation, yeah. basically. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, obviously, you know, making undead folks isn't, like, good in, on any level, but it's not, not the, really. the motivation you'd expect for... I am a mad, you know, undead sorcerer who just does undead stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, obviously he's changed since then because there's a lot of talk about like um, people who die there are just reincarnated against their wishes or not reincarnated. That's a druid thing. Or <laughs> yeah. brought Raised, back as yeah. mindless undead um, and that sort of thing. So obviously it's it's gone away from oh. something no slightly noble? benevolent to something. It's interesting though because Geb has kind of been hands off for a long yeah. period of time. So like Geb himself has not really been involved, which yeah. I mean, that's not to excuse him. It just means that he just hasn't been doing anything about it. Yeah. But he also hasn't personally said, yes, you must do it this way. You know, he's just kind of like, yeah, eh, whatever. Well, cause apparently like Arasni ruled the place for a long time before the stuff yeah. happened with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks Nexus coming back soon. Yeah. That would adventure be really path? interesting. Feels like an adventure path happening. One mm. might hope. Uh, I will say that it would be kind of interesting to play like, you know, War for the Crown, political intrigue, intrigue, mm-hmm. but you're all undead and you're in <laughs> Geb and you're navigating the like scheming plot of all the undead leadership happening in Geb. Or maybe it's like Dark Souls where you're trying to like get life back or something. Or is it, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't actually I played Dark Souls. You're just unabashedly kind of. undead and that's chill. Everybody around you is undead, like whatever. But, like, you're navigating a court with ghouls and mummies and, like, whoever in it. That's kind of fun. <laughs> and it's, like, political intrigue, but you're undead. Mm. I don't know. It seems kind of neat. Kind of reminds Ideas, me of Vampire Paizo, the Masquerade. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, it's fair. Anyway, there's, there's tons of other stuff in here. I'm sure other people oh, have yeah. things. Yep. Next, of course, just being a general, you know, hey, I'm just going to flex my magical muscle over here. Don't mind me. Um, I yeah, will say right. he, he seems like the, like, if I'm picking Nex or Geb and I'm not just being biased, I'm probably going to pick Nex because it says he was using wish level magic to improve his kingdom and protect it from harm. That sounds good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he cared about people. He looks nice in his picture. He's he, we've de- decided, or at least I have, that he's Chewedle Edgefor. When we make the next and get movie, Chewedle Edgefor is obviously going to play next. Just the only downside is for those of you who have played um, uh, Legacy of Fire, 
Overuse of wishes doesn't lead to good things yeah. always. Yeah. Well, you know, the mana wastes are a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but so, the mana wastes are so, one of my favorite places, though. It's just true. They're the very primal good. magic is just too fun. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I didn't see any primal magic charts to roll on in here, so I think yeah. Paizo just forgot to put them. Or they're well, planning I mean, it could something? Just, like, this isn't necessarily a huge crunch book, which we That's haven't necessarily true. talked yeah. about yet. Um, most of the quote unquote crunch or actual rules portions are just a lot of different backgrounds and archetypes. They're yeah. not really like presenting new magic systems or new, you know, like rules for playing the game. I think oh, they m- secrets of magic will probably have it in uh, there. I yeah, would probably. bet. I mean, I don't know, but I would bet that they would have that in there. Yeah. It's very true. And then, of so. course, there's like this amazing picture of Quantium, which is oh, yes, amazing. Just a cool name for yes. a place, too. True. Where do you That's live? Right. Quantium. Oh, wow. Heck the yeah. future then. Heck yeah. The future is now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anybody have anything else they want to mention? I mean, we skipped over Jalmeray entirely. I, I, the I house didn't... is a perfection. I mean, it's monkey. Not yeah. monkey like the animal. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know what you meant, but yeah. yes, saying it that way. Um, there is flame, waves, wind, and iron. Makes me think of like Avatar. Yeah, it does make me think <laughs> Avatar. Um, I mean, I know it the, says like Jalmray is the window to the east, a bastion of Vudrani culture on the edge of the inner sea region. And I mean, I would love to do anything more with the Vudrani. So mm. True. Well, it's interesting, too, because they also set it up as an extra player for, you know, any potential next slash Geb conflict that yeah. might happen. Oh, eventually. that's true. Like you could take refuge there or they might intervene if it becomes completely unbalanced. Yeah. Or it might be a neutral party that both sides try to sway to, you know, mm. fight on their side. Or the Avatar awakens after 100 years of being very nice. <laughs> All right, and and we get flying bison. <laughs> <gasps> yes, obviously. Obviously right. flying bison. I call the boomerang. Um, you can totally have it. <laughs> Woo, boomerang. Okay. All right. All right. We're focusing. We're moving on. Yep. <laughs> Any, okay. So backgrounds. This one's hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked uh, um, the... Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Okay. Just because it's... The title of it just amused me. The... Onipian ooze tender. Oh, they have so many oozes. Yeah. <laughs> They're like slime ranchers down there. Yeah. And so I saw that one and it, it made me giggle. <laughs> but your apprenticeship in one of the Anopian or an Orthodox Arcane and Alchemical Academies instilled in you a deep reservoir of mostly, reli- mostly reliable <laughs> mostly esoteric reliable. knowledge. <laughs> Not to mention a deep resentment born of countless hours spent mucking ooze pins and feeding helpless creatures to ravenous belching, belching jellies and gelatinous puddings. Mm-hmm. Gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross, but I thought it was funny. I mean, I'm going to take the Nexian Mystic because if I'm rebuilding Hollis, that's the one that I would want to take. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, I get some cool knowledge and stuff. Mm-hmm. Personally, into the uh, quick background myself, I think mm. it, it's interesting to play a survivor of a or a living person survivor in Geb. Oh, that is, yeah, that is actually really yeah, that, cool. That's a balancing act that's got to be difficult to maintain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh, good. the then, archetype. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about it? Student of perfection. Yeah. 
So um, it's interesting because in some ways it's kind of um, it's kind of a way to have like some monk like abilities um, to kind of dip your toe into that. Yeah. But on the other hand, um, you also get the, the different powers depending on what school you focus on which I think is a really neat like little addition and can make for some very flavorful monks and also some very mm. interesting like characters who are like, oh, yeah, I studied a bit in the house and I learned yeah. this neat trick and yeah. uh, don't ask me why I don't go there anymore. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's not important. Fine. Someone in the chat did come up with an amazing AP that I have to pitch to everyone now. It's uh, wolf mafia, which I think has been from the discord. Um, mm. Spending the first two books of the AP, sorry, let me give some context. Uh, they are advocating a World War II style Nex and Geb AP. Mm-hmm. Uh, you spend the first two books of the AP protecting Alkenstar from the reignited war, and then the next book getting Jalmray to act as a neutral party for peace talks, and then the final two books getting Nex and Geb to actually stop the war and talk. Oh, wow. And so your, f- your final book is running around keeping the peace in Jalmray with both sides trying to pull all sorts of shenanigans. Ooh, that would That'd be, be interesting. interesting. It's like also kind of political intrigue at the end, which is fun. Yeah. Get a little be bit of everything. Interesting way to do it. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I mean, that sounds great. Somebody, somebody pick that up and write it. Right. <laughs> all right, y'all. I know all I right. said the last place was my favorite place, but we all know this is your favorite. But I lied because my favorite place is the Milwaukee Expanse. Yes, indeedy. So the Milwaukee Expanse has a blood cove. Kibwe, Mizali, uh, Nantambu, Singor, Usaro, and Vidrian. And I am so sorry if I butchered any of the pronunciations, but I did my best. Vidrian <laughs> being a new area, by the way. Yes. So. Yeah, Vidrian's new. It's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. formerly Sargava. Yep. yep that's right? actually not an AP spoiler. They didn't mm-hmm. cover that in AP. It just sort of changed over um, in the interim. Yeah. But yeah, brand new place. So they, they're independent now. No longer a chelish thrall. Yep. And Usaro. Okay, no, I won't jump into that yet. Um, (laughs) All of the places are very cool. Um, Keepway is actually the setting of the Slithering, the the new module that's like a fifth level module. Mm, Oh, okay. For saying that, I was like, are you talking about the movie? Not the movie. (laughs) Uh, Yes, they filmed it there on location. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, My favorite piece of art in the entirety of this book might be this one. Oh, 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 the uh, lizard folk um, in Jan- uh, Jaha. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's fun. It's yes. cool. it, it looks like they're maybe looking at something, but I like to think they're gambling, like they're throwing dice. Ah, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they're kind of <laughs> all looking down at one space. That makes it's more fun that way. It's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so of course, I mean, you have. Um, so much information about Nantambu and Mazali and um, just all these cool places. Mm-hmm. There is a spoiler. It's fairly a minor spoiler for a uh, serpent skull in here. Uh, you get to find out what happens in Isaro when the gorilla King is gone. Oh, okay. Which is neat. If you've played through that adventure path, it's super kind of minor. I guess you may yeah. not have even, some parties may not have even killed him. Yeah. Depending. The Gorilla King is a relatively minor player. I mean, he's important for like one book, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. And then of course you get to know a lot more information about um, the different tribes and peoples, Yeah, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. 
Like, I'm just glad that they're getting any sort of expansion in the Mwangi at all. Like, that's just neat to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It certainly beats trying to make it up yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hence why I'm also, waiting on the Vujarani stuff. Yeah. I do like uh, more um, of these unique magical items, like the blessed tattoo yes. that they feature yeah, in the side really cool. here. I, I think is really cool. Um, they've got, I mean... It's interesting because, like I said, there's not a lot of crunch, but they do manage to pack in some pretty neat stuff in the areas that they do. Yeah. yeah, Or in the areas where they have some, rather. That makes more mm-hmm. sense grammatically. Um, so, yeah. There's also this really cool place called Osibu uh, mm. that is controlled by a circle of druidic statues called yeah. the Twice Honored Women. I'm like, yes. I could live there. That sounds that great. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> So, yeah, there's lots of really, really neat places here, um, including the Magic Warrior archetype, oh, which is yes. rad. It just oh, yeah. it makes me think of, uh, um, oh, gosh, and I forgot her name. It was on the tip of my tongue from uh, Black Panther. Uh, the bald warrior. Oh, chick. oh, oh, oh. Akoye. Oh, wait, the warrior? Akoye. Akoye. Yes. I guess so, but he kind of makes me think more of, uh, God, all of my names are gone. Winston Duke's character. Oh. Oh, frick. Because he wears all of the gorilla-themed yeah. stuff. Mm. It's like he's like the magic warrior and his, yes, his animals, I know. the gorilla. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember his name, though. I can't either. That's sad. I've watched that movie so many I times. I know. I've seen but again, it. The, the unique focus spells, though, are really cool. And I think that's a yeah. really cool aspect of the focus spell mechanic in general is that it allows them to do so many things that are just like, okay, only this gets it. And the only way to get access to this is to have this dedication. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about, oh, well, we need to put these spells in the, you know, like primal spell list, but only this class can access them. Like that doesn't make sense. So Yeah. Well, it, it's it's nice because it adds like a little bit of uniqueness. Um mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're gonna be playing a game where you're from the Wongi Expanse, then you should maybe think about being a magic warrior and you should maybe pick up some of this stuff. And so it's kind of, it incentivizes people to like pick somewhere new and different to be from, to have more uh, varied experiences, which is cool. But sure. Absolutely. Okay. So backgrounds, that's what we must decide. Yep. Probably need to go through this next section a little quicker because we're, yeah, we got to hustle. We're almost there though. We're almost there. Yeah. We're getting close. I mean, if I don't say Megambi an academic, I just I didn't pick right. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you're gonna take that one, then I'm gonna take the Bonawat wave touched because that's kind of fun. That one is mm-hmm. fun. Uh, the Vidrian reformer for me, just because I like these new countries that are you know popping up and want to see them succeed. It's true. Well, All right, mostly. moving on. Not the Gravelands. All right, <laughs> not the Gravelands. Don't want to see that succeed. Yeah, no, not a fan. All right, uh, then we've got Old Chiliax, which is Nidal, Ravenel, uh, which is a spoiler for Hell's, Hell's Rebels, Rebels. Yeah. Uh, Chiliax, and Isger. And um, if anybody is looking at this artwork above the map, though, it is Bloodborne down to a T. Mm-hmm. It is well, so Chiliax cool. is kind of Bloodborne-ish. I know, and I love it because that's like my favorite Mbaku. game right now. The modern Sorry. Chilaxian style is very like gothic, yeah. Yes. Sorry, uh, Luis Loza has informed me that it is Mbaku. Yes. Of course. It is, is the name of the I guy. sent you okay. that in the chat uh. as well. <laughs> oh, uh, whoops. <laughs> All right. So 
Yes. Um, uh, Heather's favorite place is Nidal. There's a lot yes. of weird. Nidal's interesting to me because it's this place that's like awful. Like literally, if you didn't have to live there, why would you live there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you were a commoner, you know. But it's also one of those ideas, like Rachel was saying, where people that are higher in society and people who are lower in society are going to worship differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like when you're a commoner, your status isn't going to matter because like whatever, um, you're just going <laughs> to graze sheep or whatever. Um, and so you probably aren't. You're just kind of pay- paying lip service. So yeah. that, I mean, I think they should set an adventure path in there to to mess with Nidal. Yeah, because <laughs> they're they're too evil just sitting over there sinisterly in the dark. Heather <laughs> would like that until the moment that she realizes that you're going to try to change Nidal. <laughs> yeah, every everyone shows up with like worshippers of Iamade, and then there's Heather, right? <laughs> and Heather's like, "I'm playing my character, my uh, cleric of Zonkathon," and we're all like, "Uh oh, we're gonna have a bad day." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Chiliax, yeah. of course, is uh, is the um, Hellborn Empire, mm-hmm. yep. uh, the thrice or thrice damned House of Thrones. Yeah, thrice damned. Uh, yeah, thrice damned, not twice damned. Thrice mm-hmm. damned. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> of course, they've been having a bad go of it recently. Um, <laughs> yeah. which, Lots of people leaving. Yeah, yeah. Can't I don't really think. Blame uh, them. No, I can't. Yeah. But Abigail is probably not super happy about all that. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> That is fair. Although, I mean, let's be fair. If I had to play something evil, if we were doing another, if Pice ever did another evil campaign, mm. I want to be a member of the Sisterhood of the Golden Irenes. Yeah. Mm. Which is like a cool ladies only, like orphanage race, like black, uh, black widow type thing, except, yeah. you know, you follow a, a devil of some sort. I, I don't know. But you can be lawful neutral. So you don't even have to yeah. be evil, which is yeah. weird. But, but you, you have could. to be female. Oh yeah! Mm. Oh yeah! For sure. Some feature, I think, in um, it was either Curse of the Crimson Throne or Rise of the Rune Lords. I can't remember which, but you actually fight mm. some of them at one point. Hmm. Oh wait, yeah. I think it is Rise of the Rune Lords. Yeah, or it is Curse. Now I don't know. I can't remember. They're they're kind of blurring together now for me, yeah. and it would probably take too long to look it up. So oh, well, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? We're trying to 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 shuffle along, I suppose. So anything else before we get to the. Uh, archetype in the backgrounds uh ravenel like we said is a big spoiler um mm-hmm, so we probably mm-hmm. won't be going largely into that um just a brief note it did exist before um hell's rebels and all that too it was just kind of more of like a it's like a duchy or something as part of oh, Joy yeah. X. so yeah anyway uh that's all i had cool yeah. uh yeah. hell knights you can play a hell knight arbiger yeah. armager yeah. armagers are back Yes, I should say words better, but I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. So that's cool. Not really my game, but I know a lot of people like Hell Knights. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Hell Knights are really popular, and it's a very Pathfinder thing to Oh, have, for sure. So, yeah. I just yeah. have a hard time with law. We know this. <laughs> um, nothing new there. All right. If we're going to pick backgrounds, I'm going to pick shadow haunted ah, you did because right. it's that's why i had to keep going and do it first because i knew rachel was gonna take it shadow haunted that sounds super fun um then i'd probably go bellflower agent i really like the whole bellflower mm. network halflings that makes sense. halflings uh child of west crown for me one of my biggest regrets mm. is not being able to finish um council of thieves council. so 
I loved the beginning of that adventure path, and yeah, it's good Likewise. stuff. I only got yeah. to play like the first book or two, mm. maybe. Yeah. All right, moving on. We're moving on. Saga Lands. And I did not read this section really because of the fact that it has Irisen. You just can't read the Irisen section. I know. Well, and then there was else. Land of the Norm Kings, and I didn't know how far out it went because I want to play Reign of Winter and I don't want any spoilers. Lands of the Lenorm Kings is totally cool to read about. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it doesn't, the only adventure path it features into is Jade Region and that's only for like one book. So. Okay, well mm-hmm. then I dropped the ball on this section and I didn't read it just in case. <laughs> yeah, okay, so this is where that spoiler warning is a thing. If you ever, ever want to play Reign of Winter, you cannot read the Irisen piece. You can't even look at the art in this section. Okay, I didn't. Because you will have a huge spoiler and it will ruin that adventure path for you. Period. Okay, well, I'm glad um, I didn't. <laughs> it also does include some old uh, fan favorites, most notably Varicia. Um, oh, yeah, pretty for much sure, the sure. home of the Pathfinder setting. So, of course, several adventure paths have all taken place there. Mm-hmm. Um and snowball, if you want to throw snowballs at people, is in here. <laughs> yep, they did include the snowball spell, which is an old favorite of many of the FTP crew. That is true. So. Yep. But yeah, you've got, so got mammoth, many snowballs. The realm of the mammoth lords. Uh, they've got a really cool picture of a mammoth rider, yeah. which I think is super fun. And I want to see that archetype. It is not in this book. And I was very sad. Oh. Mm. Uh, it talks about New Thassalon, which is meh to me. Um, meh to you, but I think it's cool. <laughs> well, well, I'm kind of saving my rant for that for the question section of this. Okay. Of this, uh, mm. we're on opposite sides of that one. <laughs> we we are. It's fine. Anyway, what else? Do we have anything else we want to say about this? Because, um, Irison is very cool. Baba Yaga is always like. I love her because she's kind of one of those like evil but not evil like feyish type people. And her background and her relationship with Galarian is very interesting. Huge yeah. spoiler for Reign of Winter, but very interesting. Yeah. Um, just that I love the lands of Lenorm Kings and I hope there's more in there because I Ooh, think it's a yeah. cool region. I agree. Let's do some more snowy cold stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am saying that because also I live in Texas and it's summer. And it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. But it shouldn't, it <laughs> more snowy cold, cold regions. <laughs> it, it's getting in the 90s now, though. You know? Yeah, cold front, man. Yeah. Boo. 90 Fahrenheit. So that's about, what, 31, 32 degrees Celsius? Yeah, somewhere like in there. That. It's in the 30s. Yeah, just for our international <laughs> listeners. That's so. true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's when it gets to 40 degrees. So the, uh, the archetype they did include is Rune Scarred, which is cool, mm-hmm. but it's no Mammoth Rider. See, that's that's the one that appealed to me. I, I thought Rune's card was cool. <laughs> it's neat. It's neat. It's very wizardly and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it really plays into a lot of the stuff Pathfinder was built on, which is mm-hmm. ancient magic mixed with, you know, sort of a modern take on it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. All right. So if we're looking at back. Wait a second. Oh, never mind. That's just Farisha. If we're looking at backgrounds here, I don't know why. My brain turned Uh-oh. off for a second. It was very there strange. Who is picking which background? Which wary? Uh, Which wary? That sounds yeah. pretty cool. I think I might I'm gonna have pick lost mammoth y'all. speaker because obviously that is pretty cool. Good to talk to mammoths. I want a mammoth. <laughs> oh, did we lose? Did we freeze the Ross? Ross may um, have disappeared. Oh no! You? He will be back soon. Yeah, we will continue there? without him. I'm, if we were going to give Ross one, what would we give him? I think. I think he would pick Schwanti Namebearer. Mm. Or the Olfen Raider between those two. Yeah, those are both pretty Rossy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Rossi. They're Rossi. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. We lost Ross forever. Well, he'll he'll be back. He'll. Oh, wow. He's like fully gone. Well, yep. when Ross is back, he'll be back. He'll be back. All right. Oh, but that's so unfortunate because here we are in the Shining Kingdoms. Oh, and that's like his section. Yeah. Okay. But we'll maybe talk for a bit until he hops back on. So the nations in the Shining Kingdoms are Andorin. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Andorin's. <laughs> uh, Druma. The Five Kings Mountains, Galt, Keonan, and Taldor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. these are what I would call generally. There's a there's a couple of exceptions, but generally these are like your classic fantasy type settings, yeah. like medieval Europe type that, things. That's kind of my feel to it because Galt always makes me think of like French Galt Revolution. Is cool. Oh, I love Galt. Where is my Galt adventure path? I know it would be really cool. I have to say there has to be something that happens there at some point because. I get that this is a fantasy game and there's literally, <laughs> I get that there is literally in this world a a hurricane that has been going on for a hundred years or whatever. Yeah. But you can't have constant revolution. At some point yeah. it settles. It may not be good. And it may not settle forever, but there is times of settle. <laughs> you know? Yes. So that would be cool. Let's settle. Let's settle, settle. Galt right on down. Let's yeah. like... Let's settle them down. Give them a a, a nap. You know, let's get juice. the blades. What what are they called? I always forget the name of them. The 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 final blades. Sorry the final blades. That. Let's you know do something with that. Like it'd be really cool. Exactly. Hey, uh, we have Ross back. Hey, Ross. Yay. Sorry, Welcome everyone. Back. My computer kind of died for a minute there. So that's okay. Welcome Indeed. back. So Hello. yeah, we're we're talking about the Shining Kingdom specifically. Ah, we've talked about Galt so far. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. And how we want Galt to uh, to have a, a, a piece so that the revolution can finally end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the problem is it's like if you have an AP and it ends, that's great. But like also then you have to really change what Galt is at that point. Then it gets to just be France. Hmm. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah, it's fun. Age of Enlightenment France. There you go. Ooh, fancy. See, kind of cool. Well, I guess Napoleonic France, but whatever. History. Um, yeah, so Ross, do you have anything you want to add about the Shining Kingdoms? Um, so first of all, uh, Andrin's in here, so lol. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> you know, Andrin's obviously not a kingdom, but it really makes the most sense here. Yeah. Just because where else are you going to put it? You know, it's kind of a very unique thing. That's true. Um, Dark Moon Vale gets a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, if you haven't heard already, um, yeah. Tales from Dark Moon Vale, 2E podcast, I run it. Hopefully yeah, it's, does. you know, great. decent. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, oh, there's so a spoiler we- for War for the Crown, obviously, in this section. Yes. Uh, if you read the Taldor section, the later part definitely talks about what happens in that AP. Mm-hmm. Um it is very interesting stuff. So if you don't plan on running that, I definitely read through it just because sure. it's oh, useful information. Uh, and the uh, the trans iconic makes her yes. way in here. Awesome. Indeed. She's very cool. Yeah. Right. So also Keonan's in here. So tons of elfy stuff, lots of yeah. elves mm-hmm. um, and Taldor. And I, I really think that Tree Razor in the Tangle Briar is so interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they've ever done anything with Tree Razor, but fighting a giant demon tree mm. sounds pretty fun. I know. I was reading that section, too, and was thinking the same thing. So uh, as a minor spoiler for Second Darkness, Tree Razor distantly is mentioned in there. 
okay. in that adventure path. So you you don't really run into him so much as it's okay. just he's kind of like in the background of a part. Okay. Okay. But it's interesting. That's the only thing I know of though. Hmm. All right. Where he shows up. All right. And then we're gonna move to this uh the lion blade is in here. Yep. And here's my question for Paizo. Why is she wearing a skirt with okay. heels? So it, it and a military jacket. It feels like there's like a magical transition happening here. Like I wonder yeah. if she, like she's changing her clothes magically. Like that's Maybe. I mean, that's so the lion blades. Want. Okay, are, I see it. I see it. Yeah. yeah, the lion blades are spies. So I think that makes the most sense. Oh, um, Louise has said she is using magic to change clothes. Okay, so oh, I was yeah. right. <laughs> And I retract my exclamation points, but. <laughs> Though I demand Paizo brings back tearaway clothing, okay? I need Obviously. that. Obviously. Uh, Jordan needs it for some of his characters. Oh my true. gosh. Jordan did have a rogue that was always did. tearing off her skirt and running. Yeah. Tearaway clothing style. Yeah. Uh, yes. I yeah. mean, yes. it was a little um, bit of both. Well, you know. Oh, also, there's this very, this is my second favorite piece of art is this oh, one. Oh, this is what I was looking at right now. <laughs> Mm. I love the little Leshy friend. Okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, backgrounds. Oh, I guess the Lion Blade itself. Lion Blade's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Lion Blade, again, it's a very um, it's a very fun thing to do if you're looking to play somebody who's more sneaky without necessarily having to go, like, I'm a rogue. You know, yeah. you get a lot of uh, cool abilities to yeah. help you blend in in a way that's different from most people think of with rogues. Yeah. Yeah, which is cool. You get like flicker, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that it's, one's it's kind neat. of like a disguising thing. Yeah. Um, all right, final background choice, and then we'll do some questions. All right, I'm gonna let you go first on this one because I think you'll pick the same one as me. Wildwood local. Yep. <laughs> oh, ah, I was there we go. It looked really neat with the the whole druidy aspect. Well, final blade survivor is also cool, so I'll pick that one, and you can take the other okay. one. Okay, I'm wildwood local. And I mean, I know Rachel, you technically took this but the lumber consortium labor just because yeah. you know gotta rub me some dark moon veil so that's true yeah yep. very neat all right so now we are to questions. the questions portion indeed so from mirror on the discord what region uh do you most want to be explored in future aps we may have answered this a little bit but yeah. that's cool um, I mean, I, I think I said it like four times already during this. Uh, I want a Vudrin adventure. I just think mm. it would be neat. Very neat. Uh, I'm really interested in anything that deals with the brewing conflict between Andron and Chiliax. I kind of oh. want to really see what goes on with that because they're setting it up. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I said it earlier. Hermea would be really interesting to be uh, either a city-based AP, maybe a, like a three-book one instead of a mm. whole six-book one. That could be neat. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Heidi from Karamaga asks, what canonical change disappointed you all the most? I I haven't really been disappointed yet. So nothing so far. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I just, you know, rip last wall, like mm. pour one out for my friends here. It's true. Uh, uh, I'm going to be ridiculous <laughs> and say... I freaking hate New Thassalon, man. I don't <laughs> like the Rune Lords. I don't get why they had to come back. Like, uh. <laughs> Actually, I just don't think it adds anything. Because it's essentially Varisha, but with different rulers. Yeah. I don't know. There's I mean, Thassalonian magic, I, but there was already that. 
I, There's a bunch of people that came back from the from the dead or whatever. I don't know. I didn't read the last adventure path or that adventure path. <laughs> I I think and uh, I think I'll get into this in a, in a later question, so I'm gonna hold off. Okay. okay. So anyway, that's how I feel about that. Uh, although that's like the only thing. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, Mirror from the Discord asked, "What region had the most interesting thing that you didn't know about until now?" Uh, so from my perspective, I was interested to find out that Radim has a fairly friendly relationship with, uh, those who follow the green faith. Oh yeah. Of course, it's more of a philosophy than like, you know, we worship a deity or something. So that's explains why, but it's still like, huh, druids apparently like they're just chill with druids. Nice. But nature's a thing, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Why not? Um, I, I said it earlier in the Geb section, but just the motivation behind turning his army undead was interesting. Mm. Um, I didn't know that before. Do you have one, Richie? I don't know if I have a specific one, just because um, usually I only dove into the lore whenever or what lore I needed whenever I was playing an AP. So now that we've started doing some of these, I've gotten to broaden my scope a lot. And so mm. there was a lot of this book that I didn't know. Fair enough. Fair so enough. Just in general, a lot of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to grab a question from the chat. Um, if you could play a non-pirate seafaring adventure, sorry, Jess. <laughs> no, I'm cool with that. Uh, what would the theme be? Mm. Like a privateer I... sort of thing? It can't uh. be pirates or privateers. Like, not that, but it's seafaring. I'd actually be interested in a sort of like... I, this may fall under pirates, but maybe like a smuggling like ring between like Vidrian and Ravenel and them kind of like sharing resources and stuff, hmm. or maybe even like freeing folks and bringing them to one or the other. Yeah. You could tie in the um, Bellflower network with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. that'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I would obviously want to go something super druidy and so super like you're in the ocean. It's seafaring, but it's also like, it's like almost Moana-like, you know, yeah. like mm. there's, you're like, dealing with the, the, the aspects of nature that are in the sea uh, and maybe you're trying to find a new home or something, but I think maybe it's just a survival. Maybe it's short and maybe it's about getting from one place to another place over the sea or, or a castaway maybe, situation. That too. Or maybe um, fixing the eye of a Bendigo. Ooh. Oh yeah. That would, that would be That's cool. been there a while. <laughs> that, it's time to clean that up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Hi time. All right, Rachel, any ideas? No, I tied in a few of my thoughts. I'm good. And then, how do you feel about three book APs? I freaking love that idea. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I see no problem with them. I just tend to prefer longer stories, but I think you know, if a story ends naturally at three books, yeah, yeah. let's go for it. Yeah, because I certainly, I mean. In my opinion, there are some first edition APs that feel like they don't need six books. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I think three gives people a lot more flexibility to tell the story they want without having to add stuff in. That's well, true. And also so. for the people who don't have time to devote two years true. to an adventure, but they want to see it to completion, I think it makes it a little easier to make that happen. That's true. Absolutely. All right. Back to the scripted questions. Eric from <laughs> Norse Foundry uh, on the Discord asked... What do you think about the archetypes? I mean, they're fine. I don't have, yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't have I like 
I mean, most of them are um, things that existed before, but I think that they still bring some cool stuff to 2E. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Aldori Sword Lord definitely, or the Aldori Duelist, but yeah. Um, Archetype definitely springs to mind just because it is so good. Um, yeah. So good. Um, yeah, I think Eric Mona talked about this as like completing the core. Like this, this line, this early set of books is really completing the base game um, mm-hmm. so that they can then do even weirder stuff in the future. So I think like it does that. So if there's yeah. something you were missing, it's most likely here. Yeah. There were oh, still a couple APG. of fun additions like the last wall century and stuff. Yeah, like for that. sure. For sure. Um, John from Nermathis, we've answered your question a hundred times. Uh, yeah. What is your favorite bit of art in the book? Did you notice that Damiel is, uh, is in there? Yeah, he's yeah. in there. Um, There's one bit of art that I don't think we got to cover. I just want to oh, do okay. this real fast. Um, I don't know if you can see him. There's he's this so gnome funny. in the Sullen River, <laughs> and he's just the angriest gnome, and I love him. He's he is great. an angry gnome, and his horse is sticking its tongue out, which is cute. Yeah, he's so, just like, for the love of... Anyway. My book is packed, so Jessica or Ross, I need you all to show this one. Um, so I didn't <laughs> mention this either, but this is my favorite oh. thing in here on page 67. The cackling tingu with the skull. Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I saw this, I was just like, wow. And it was wonderful. <laughs> I want to play this tengu. I know. Yeah. He's so great. He's a jinx eater. <laughs> all right. Uh, Luis also asked that question, but I don't think we need to answer it again. Um, just all the architecture in the book. <laughs> yeah. All, the Numerius splash page was great, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love uh, so much about that. <laughs> all right. So another question from Luis. What? plot hook most intrigued you jessica hmm. stole mine so i'll just let her go i'm just gonna <laughs> read mine let me just read it for you because it's it's from the broken lands it's from the lake of mists and veils let me just read you an excerpt pirates fishers and traders ply the lake's waters and soothsayers purport to read omens in its mists yet those who spend the most time on the lake of mists and veils claim to know it least for they alone have glimpsed the mysteries within its waves one such wonder is the junlin rex a frost rhyme tangle of broken ships and ancient half-frozen corpses in the jellico bay the floating legacy of a massive naval battle between the long dead pirate lords of isia Malevolent fae are said to haunt the storm-crushed wreckage, building altars and eldritch palaces from the dead pirate's treasure. On moonless nights, ghostly bells sound the midnight hour, and gangplanks of frost-bound human bone unfurl from the desolate ships, inviting anyone but no one to a destination unknown. Another mystery. Oh, and then there's more. But come on. That's really cool. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's just like a module. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It- um, I'm just really interested in Belkson. I think they did some cool stuff with that. And uh, the idea that the orc culture and society is kind of starting to adjust as they start to learn how strong they are together, mm. I think is going to be a really interesting idea going forward. Yeah. True. True. All right. Uh, Joseph Josar asks, what are you surprised about that isn't in the book? So first of all, big fan, uh, Joseph Joestar. Um, yeah, please don't use your stand against me. Uh, <laughs> uh, is that a JoJo reference? Anyway. Um, and then, uh, I, you know, for me, I think the one thing that is that I would like to see again that they used to do in the older campaign setting and player companion lines in first edition, mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of like maps and handouts and stuff that just looked a lot like they were like in 
in universe like the oh, Risha yeah. book oh, from the yeah, player's companion those. had one that was really cool mm-hmm. um and there were a few in like the legends book but i like to see more of that stuff just because i think that's always neat to have it is really cool Um, I am the Senate uh, asks, is there a character concept you came up with while reading the book that you would want to play now? Uh, I want to play a rune scarred character. That archetype really jumped out at me. Uh, I'd like to play a member of the quick from Geb, um, Mm -hmm. either as like a, you know, rabble rousing rogue kind of sticking, I don't know, gears into the wrong places or something, or even maybe a champion. I think that'd be mm. fun. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of digging like the aquatic elf druid from Erim kind of thing, um, mostly because it looks so cool and I want to live yeah. with weird trilobite friends. Under the sea. With a scar. Under the sea. <laughs> you would think that I would like the little mermaid, but I really don't. I do. Mm, fair enough. Anyway. Um, I haven't seen it since I was five. Yeah, I, fine. I've seen it enough times at the age of five that I could probably still quote it to this day. Oh, my Lord. All right. <laughs> Harold Wizard asks, if you were a commoner, this is a really interesting question. I liked it. If you were a commoner or a craftsperson, which region would you want to live in? Rock. So you're not an adventurer. You're not going to be an adventurer. You're just like a carpenter. Um, so I went with Rahadoom. Because they, again, they don't really use, they don't rely on magic. And so they kind of talked about how you had to be really, have a lot of ingenuity um, in the creation of things. And so I was like, yeah, Raha Doom, because you'd, you'd have to get creative. And That's true. That That's just true. sounds cool. Uh, you know, I'd like to live in the lands of the Lenorm Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, now anyway, now that, you know, Last Fall is gone. Um, you know you can just play hello darkness my old friend every time i say that now um, <laughs> look what you did to ross <laughs> i know i'm so sad <laughs> uh but anyway yeah no i think it'd be fun i just brew up some meat or something and hmm. you know go to just sing and all that fun stuff true yeah. uh, i'd want to live in the mongi expanse specifically nantambu because that city just sounds vibrant and great and like I don't think you'd ever be bored, but you also probably wouldn't be like, I don't think anybody picks the Gravelands or Usulov to like just live in, you know? Yeah. 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 No, thank you. <laughs> um, Graf and the Boys asks, what organizations do you like the most? Cough, Magambia, cough. <laughs> and then my answer is Magambia, obviously. Yeah. It's like he knows you. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, other than that, uh, I'd probably choose Bellflower Network. Mm hmm. I mean, Knights of Last Wall. Come on, who's surprised? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Were you surprised? I'm not surprised. Yeah. Ross is Ross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think of the creation of the firebrands? Uh, what do you think about the celebrity focused element? I mean, yeah, I. So I mean, t- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Now you go. Okay, uh, just taking a look at them. They're interesting, just because. Their creation, from what I understand, and I read a little bit of a Paizo blog entry about them, um, that Paizo was looking for like a chaotic organization because mm. they had a lot of lawful ones, a decent number of good ones, but nothing that was really like just chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does, I think, thread that needle well. I just want to see them like 
do something. So I want to see them in like an adventure path or a module or something to have more of an opinion, but I like them in theory. Yeah. I mean, they seem fine. I think the celebrity thing, like there've always been celebrities, like maybe not as not the way we think of them, but like back in the day, like big painters mm, and writers and Shakespeare it's and interesting too. Cause it's like you basically become a member of to, to use a wrestling term. You basically cut a promo in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Oh yeah. Now I'm a firebrand. Um, <laughs> so that's it's like, you just sort of decide one day I'm going to become a celebrity and you start convincing people you are one. You make a TikTok video. <laughs> And then, bam. Oh, uh, just what we needed. More influencers. Oh, uh, gosh. That's, no. <laughs> All right. What region is the most and least interesting to you is mm. the next question. So, uh, for me, I'm not a big fan of naval adventures generally. So, the high seas just isn't super interesting to me. Like, the story hooks are interesting, but I just, I don't, I'm not a big ship person. Sure. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I still think it would be fun, but like, eh. the eye of dread, of course, is the most interesting. I really just like, now that I know what's going on there, I just want to go kick Tarbophon in the butt. And, <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. You know, he'll just melt me afterwards, but still. It'll be worth it. <laughs> worth it. Hashtag worth it. Hashtag worth it. Um, my most interesting is probably the broken lands because there's so much weirdness there and, there were a lot of hints mm. about next coming back, like a lot, yeah, like a lot of hints. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see what they do with that. Uh, the least interesting is like the Shining Lands. Um, mm. I mean, they're fine. They're just real classic, and I'm not super into classic. I mean, Galt's great, but like that's the yeah. exception. Um, say most interesting for me. Mm. Because I don't want to copy <laughs> Jessica. I'm gonna go with Old Chiliax. Okay. Uh, just because, again, the artwork really pulled me in, the Bloodborne-esque feel to it, and I'm really curious about where they're going to go with with all of that. I, it seems really cool. Um, I'd say least interesting, uh, Absalom? Oh, right. Absalom exists. I mean, <laughs> maybe Absalom. I don't know. I mean, I, They put a I lot kinda... of things there, though. Yeah, yeah I, I think that they're really trying to like spruce it up because not much happened in Absalom. And well, no, I mean, I mean, it's not, funny. It's, yeah, it's true. Yeah, not much happened in Absalom in first edition. I mean, it's, um, it's all very interesting to me, but I, I mean, if you're going to go with like as far as a scale goes, it's on the bottom of my list. Yeah. Like controversially, I put Sandpoint pretty low on my list, but lots of people love Sandpoint. Yeah, well. It's not that it's not interesting. It's just that it's not my favorite place. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm. Makes sense. All good, right? All right. Um, Graph and the boy. No, I'm skipping a question. Ben from the Discord asks, (laughs) what archetype do you think they missed putting in this book? Uh, I thought Shadow Dancer, but then they put that in the APG, so. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, I was really hoping for a harrower. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, the harrow decks have been around since, I mean, Adventure Path 2. Uh, I mean, it's a really close tie to Varisha. I just love the harrow deck in general. Yes. So I'm hoping we get one at some point. Fingers crossed. Ooh, a new updated harrow deck with different oh, art would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, I'd be all for that. Less cartoony art. Yes, I want it the more Ooh. like, you know, sharp lined tarot look mm. or like 
um, I saw a tarot deck that had, it was like they were black cards with silver. Like all of the lines Ooh. were silver. <laughs> it was cool. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, hit us up if you want ideas about how tarot decks could look. Um, or not tarot, hero decks could look. Uh, mine is the Mammoth Rider, but that's because they had that piece of art with the Mammoth Rider, and that really made mm. me, I was like, oh, yeah, Mammoth Rider. And then I got to the end, and I was like, oh, no Mammoth Rider. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all the ones well, they put in are great. You just run out of space. Yeah. It used to be a Cavalier archetype, but now it is, now Cavalier itself is an archetype. So it would probably just be a separate archetype now. Yeah. I feel like it would really just kind of fit into the whole, like, it would just be a dedication. So you would just, maybe instead yeah. of your animal companion, you would get a big old mammoth animal <laughs> companion. They have megafauna Which as animal companions now. That's would be freaking awesome. Neat. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. Um. Da, da, da. We already talked about plot hooks. Uh, what do you think of new Thassalon? That's a question from uh, Graf. I already said what I think. Uh, I don't mind new Thassalon. I, I think it's interesting because they did build all of this stuff around the Rune Lords. And for the Rune Lords to come back, it's cool. I just feel like they haven't done anything yet. It's like, okay, we're back. And that's it. Like, well, I, I feel like they're building up to something and we just haven't hit it yet. And so I'm, I'm think, eager to see. I'm interested to see Thassalon not as like an existential threat to Varisha because like, let's face it, every time the Rune Lords have come back, it's like, oh my God, everything's going to end if we don't deal with this somehow. Yeah. Mm. Um, whereas now they're back and like, I mean, obviously, you know, there's two of them that's not all of them. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few more they could try to resurrect again. Yeah. Um, but also it's interesting to have the rune Lords just be like movers and shakers in the world, but they're also just not familiar with what the current world is mm. like the section where they're talking about how Bellamarius, um, like, killed Oper eight fingers it was like ha 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 i am going to take over the land of the norm kings i've killed one of your kings and everyone was just kind of like oh yeah we hated that guy thanks like, he sucks <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh oh you're you're not cowering and oh <laughs> uh just the idea that it's like they've got all this power but they don't have knowledge of how the world works yeah. is interesting to me i can see that i can see fair that. fair um, how do you feel about them enthusiastically changing the setting to account for adventure paths? I mean, in general, I think it was necessary at yeah. some point to happen just because it's like you start running out of stories you can tell in a region if all the plot threads get you know tied up without making new ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think this threaded the needle pretty well between like the adventure paths have been settled in first edition, but here's some new things that came out of that you know, that we may explore going forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think in a couple of years, once we're done playing first edition Adventure Pass, if we won't be so salty about all the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. You know, because <laughs> honestly, like if you're never going to touch first edition, first edition of Adventure Pass, it's great because yeah. you can kind of see mm -hmm. like those are just cool things that happened in the past. Yeah. And you can like, if you're playing with someone who has played them, they can be like, oh yeah, when we played that, this is what happened. And right. that kind of yeah. creates this interesting kind of storytelling mm -hmm. meta thing happening. Yeah. Which is fun for a whole campaign, especially if you're using the Glarian setting, then mm -hmm. yeah, it's great. All right. Uh, from PM your pug on Reddit, <laughs> uh, on the subreddit, what is everyone's favorite small tidbit of lore that the book included? 
So one of my favorite things that I've ever read, and I love this forever. Thank you, Paizo, is in the Lenorm, the land of the Lenorm Kings, White Estrid has a Lenorm that keeps court with her um, because <laughs> instead of killing the Lenorm, she decided to accept its surrender. Um, so she did still technically defeat a Lenorm. Oh yeah. That's just really cool. now kind of like sits behind her and like vaguely threatens people that come to I feel like that's a her. real find the path move. Like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kinda is, yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, that's awesome. And she's awesome. And yeah, I want to meet great. her in a game and yeah. just be like, You're the best. <laughs> yeah, just be like, wow, like this is how do I become you? <laughs> Where's the Lenorm I can befriend slash conquer but not kill? Yeah. Um, I mean, I already said mine. Mine is the rumor about Raha, uh, not Raha, Razmir. Razmir, yeah. Uh, about the fact that they're like bribing, tar- like paying Tarbafon off <laughs> with like dead bodies. Because that's just, that, yeah, that just makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that always works too. Just ask. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, just ask Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> all right rachel Always do you works. have anything uh, i was trying to think of a small tidbit um mm. the thing that jumped out to me was probably just a razzy story but i think that's because tyrant's grasp oh, is so fresh yeah. in my brain that i'm like yeah Razzie. and her story mm. is so cool i love her yeah. i can't wait to find out how the heck that happens i know yeah. i'm really eager so okay that's fine last question from the predefined question is from jay uh the moderator of our subreddit um what is now canon that you had canon differently Uh, this is all going to tie into ap's like the way we played ap's yeah i mean i think one of the big things uh, at least personally is just kind of um the way the order of the palantine eye is they're a lot more involved, I think, in the mm. setting, um, just because of the, some of the actions that our players made in Carrion Crown. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, they, they actually have more to do than is kind of hinted at in this book. So, yeah. That's fair. Um, I mean, there's a lot of subtle, like, who's in charge of where is different for us. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we put someone different on the throne in Corvosa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously. But, I mean, my biggest, I, it's very weird. Uh, and it's a spoiler for Serpent Skull, so go ahead and earmuffs if you don't want a spoiler for <laughs> la, Serpent la, Skull. La, 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 la. <laughs> um, but I was a little disappointed that Savanth Yi wasn't in here. Because mm-hmm. in our version of Savanth Yi, my druid stays behind to hang out with all the people in Savanth yeah. Yi and keeps that place as like a druid's paradise. especially yep. Like the <laughs> Macaulay Mabembe is like her bro. Like they're all chilling down there in Savanth Yi. But uh, obviously, no one else had Zola in their game. Yeah. So, <laughs> mm. so anyway, that's one of my my head cannons. Yeah, and you mentioned the other one about Corvosa, so that's the only Trini? one I can really think. I don't remember what her I name is. I think so. Trinia. 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 That's um, her name. The only other mm. one, maybe in our Legacy of Fire game, like who ends up staying mm. in the mountain. Mm. I did a lot of staying places. Yeah, you did. <laughs> My character there stays in the Pale Mountain. The Pale Mountain, and then my character there. Yeah, I do a lot of staying. Fairly. If you ever need a healer in Sandpoint, by the way, let me know. I've got a witch out there. <laughs> a witch. Out. Action witch, one might say. <laughs> Action witch. In Magnemar, I have it. my own a detective agency. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there we go. With a big stupid man who f- follows you around. Yep. 
<laughs> I mean, Luca wasn't that stupid, but he was pretty stupid yeah, but, comparatively. But my character was like Hollis level smart. <laughs> yeah, she was ridiculous. All right. But, yeah. Um, do we have any other questions from the chat or anything? I mean, we are over time. We are but. indeed. Um, yeah, last minute questions could happen. I don't see any new questions. I kind of grabbed the ones that I saw. Let mm-hmm. me scroll up and make sure I didn't miss anything. But yeah, you got some bonus content today, folks. So true. you're welcome. All right. Looks like I didn't miss anything. You're welcome. <laughs> so I guess we'll wrap <laughs> it there. And um, all right. You know, just like always, this will be on our YouTube channel um, mm-hmm. soon, probably tomorrow, the next day. Mm-hmm. And it will hit our Find the Path Ventures RSS feed, which you can get anywhere you get podcasts, uh, next Thursday. So mm-hmm. if you want to listen to it uh, or you missed part of it and you want to hear it in a podcast format, you can find it there in a week and a couple days. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, you know, maybe canned us a canned full of oh oh toss a coin to your find the path crew on patreon <laughs> where we play tyrant's grasp and yep. you can watch shenanigans turned up to 11 well listen to shenanigans turned up <laughs> to 11 say, we don't pantomime them yeah i mean, I mean we do but we nobody do. can see them yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yes um anything else i mean i guess that's it right we're gonna say bye uh, now yeah, um, but yeah, as always, you know, just uh, also some of us do hang out on either the Discord, the Reddit, Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. if you do have any further questions for us, feel free to you know send a line out, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do for you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Good luck, Pathful. Bye, Pathful. Indeed. Stay Bye. safe out there. Bye-bye. Bye bye.